All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, oh God, I mean, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time, for bringing us together. Time, Lord, to come around your word, Lord, and uh, ask you, Lord, to open our ears and give us uh, the ears that can understand and the heart that can accept your word, Lord, in order to, uh, to move on, Lord, and to uh, unite together and to come closer to you, Lord, and, uh, and, and be able to, to be transformed, Lord, to be changed, Lord, uh, and to be able to receive all, all, all the inheritance that we have in you, Lord. Praying for uh, all my brothers and sisters, praying for those who are away from us, from you, those who are in need, that you can uh, unite us all, Lord, as uh, one shepherd for one flock. Lord. Hear our prayer and supplication, prayers of all your saints. In your name, Lord, hear us when we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day, give us trespass. Lead us not temptation, but deliver thine the kingdom, power, the glory, now and forever to the ages of all ages. Amen. Okay, welcome everyone. Uh, let me just uh, send the link for someone, and then we should be able to start. All right, here we are. How is everyone doing? Good. Okay. Uh, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. And we're continuing together again, uh, Hebrews, and uh, uh, missed last Friday as I was traveling. It was, uh, thank God, we're back again. Uh, and just kind of uh, catching up with, uh, with where we're at with the study. We're still in Hebrews. We studied, we, we started chapter nine last time. Uh, maybe just a few things to finish on chapter nine, and then we can we can move on to chapter ten uh, today. Again, the whole idea, if you if you remember, so not lost. Again, uh, uh, George, good to have you. How are you? I am okay. Okay. Uh, the whole idea, as we we've talked last time, again is the the uh, or since we started uh, Hebrews, the idea of. Uh, people who um, received the faith, but then with too many things and too many tribulations, too many uh, persecution, then they, they uh, at one point wanted to go back again to their own uh, understanding and to their own uh, belief of, of things that can get them to God away from Christ. And then uh, as we agreed that the, the, the author, St. Paul is, is, is uh, comparing and giving them, building his case, if I may say that, in order to, to, to tell them and to show them that, uh, that uh, uh, Christ is the one that, that in him is the perfection, the one that, as you said again, better than, better than. And we, we had this, uh, this, this uh, series of, of uh, comparisons between uh, our Lord Jesus Christ and between the Torah, between the uh, prophets between the angels between uh, the, the uh, better covenant better uh, sanctuary and we come to, to chapter 10 which is better uh, sacrifice better sacrifice so again it, it might it might sounds like it's a, it's a, 
repetition, but it's definitely the more we are talking about it, the more we are actually uh, realizing that there is there is there is much more depth in each in each uh, chapter and in each uh, idea of it. Uh, Habib, welcome. We're in Hebrews uh, chapter nine, finishing nine and, and continuing to Hebrews ten. Um, last time, if you remember, again, Hebrews 9 was all about the better, uh, better sanctuary, remember? Talking about, about the, the, uh, the tabernacle and the temple and uh, what was there. And then knowing that, as we said before, that the Lord is, uh, his, his service is uh, in, in heaven, in heaven. Uh, and then continuing with that. Um, one of the things that we stopped at last time was um, the work of the Holy Spirit also through that, right? Um, uh, again, those who are just joining, welcome everyone. We are Hebrews, we're finishing nine and we'll start in chapter 10. But just going over Hebrews nine, again, what we've discussed last time, uh, if you, for example, I'm just bring this on the screen here again, the text in order to uh, know what we're talking about. You know, in, in Hebrews 9, verse 8, for example, Hebrews 9 from the beginning starts again with comparing the tent, which is the tabernacle, with, with, with the Lord himself. So uh, just to, to, to get an idea, so we're moving on all on the same page. Uh, chapter 9 starts with, with, with this, with uh, now, even the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness for a tent was prepared, the first section in which were the lampstand. And then he starts going in details about, about uh, the tent and, and the tabernacle and what was in there. And then moving on to that, this is all were just, you know, a symbol of what will, will happen uh, next. And that's why if you, if, you, if you notice and if you just go back again, uh, uh, in verse in verse eight, saying that uh, by this the Holy Spirit indicates that the way into the holy places is not yet opened as long as the first section is still standing, which is you know what what they were practicing, and all the the whole idea again is to bring their mind into all those practices were just symbol for what is coming. That's not that's not the fullness itself, and that's why. Uh, in verse 11 of chapter 9, he, he, he gives that, uh, that uh, statement, but when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, which is Christ himself, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of, of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood. So here he's saying that that all those things were just symbols, but now Christ appeared as a high priest and that he, he is moving that practice and that worship from, from uh, just earthly things into where it's supposed to be, which is uh, in heaven, as he says. And then if you look at verse 14 at the end of this passage, how much more will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So he is saying that, that as we talked last time that there is, there is uh, the seal of the Holy Spirit that sealing that covenant. And because of that covenant, then he goes on 
saying that uh, through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. To serve, as we said before, meaning to worship. So, and we're talking about that in order to offer that worship for God, that has to be from a pure heart, from, from, from a heart that's been purified. And that purification comes from where, based on the, what he's talking about, that purification comes from the blood of Christ himself. So, so again, that's why there is a need for, for a better uh, sanctuary, that, that our place is in heaven with him and what he offered. And when he offered himself, he opened that door for us to be with him in heaven, even though that we are on earth right now. And this is one of the biggest things that we always struggling with. And that's one of the things always that we, we, we always stress on that, that our understanding that eternity starts from now, from here. Heaven is now and here. Heaven is not just, okay, when, when I reach that place later on, when I'm, you know, after, after life. But, but chapter nine basically all talks about that the, 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 the sanctuary that we are offering our worship is in heaven, but starts from here right now. And why is that? Because that was done through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ himself, right? So that's, that's basically what he's talking about. Um, I just wanna focus before going into chapter 10 into, into uh, the last couple of verses of chapter uh, nine. I'm gonna read it and then I wanna, I wanna hear from you what, what do you think of that? Let's read just the, the, the last passage of chapter nine again. So chapter Hebrews nine from 23 till the end. Thus, it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. So again, the copies of, of the heavenly things, the copies of the heavenly things is what, what they were doing, right? Because we agreed that all those things were shared it were copies of what will happen. So these things needed to be purified through the rites that they were doing. But he's saying that the, the, the heavenly things are purified through the blood of Christ himself, right? For Christ has entered, not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself. Now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf, nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood, not his own, for then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once and after that comes judgment, so Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. If you notice those verses from 24 till the end, there is one word that, that's repeated three times. Wonder if anybody can, 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 uh, is able to pick it up. Take, take a minute and read it again from 24 till the end of the, of the, of the passage, of the chapter. Anybody? 
Not seeing it. Is it himself? Uh, no, not himself. Once? Repeatedly? Not once. Repeatedly? Uh, not repeatedly. <laughs> There's another word. Holy? Uh -uh, nope. It was repeated three times specifically. Any other guesses? Here. Say again. Up here. Here, yes. You're the you you, you got it. The eighth person. <laughs> Say again. I was the eighth person. Eighth person, yes, you got it. Appear it, it, it verse 24. Re, let's read it again and then see what why it's repeated there and why why is that important? Why I'm I'm pointing this out. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. So this is number one. Number two is in verse 26. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And finally, in verse 28, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear second time not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Here, again, remember, we're talking about better sanctuary. So wh why am I stopping at those three words here and three verses and, and focusing on that word appear here? What do you think? In the first one, 24, what does it mean? For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Does it connect with how like the high priest in the Old Testament would be the one who would kind of go to the Holy of Holies on our behalf? Okay, very good. Very good. So the as, as the high priest is... is entering into the Holy of Holies uh, once a year, here he's saying that, that the Lord Christ himself is to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Notice also, as we've, 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 we've uh, explained this last time, the, 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 the verb and the, the meaning of, of appear here that it is continuous. So now to appear in the presence of God in our behalf, is this one time or this is continuous appearing? Appearing here by the meaning of, of to show himself. Like he is actually physically showing himself on our behalf in presence of God. But, but the verb, the, the sentence of the appear, what does that mean? Or what, what kind of sentence it is? Is it like that he's our intercessor? So he's always continuously interceding for us in front of the Father? Exactly. He's continuously standing, continuously showing himself in front of the Father. Yes. And that, that's very important. Again, he's, 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 he's moving the mind of the people from worship on earth only, just doing certain rituals, into actually we are in him in front of God in the heavenly places. 
And, and that, that's very important mindset, as we said before, especially again for us who are, you know, practicing and worshiping through the liturgy, through the, the, the as we said, heaven and earth. So in the time that we are during the liturgy in the church on earth, we are actually standing through him in front of the Lord. Because that appear here meaning what? It's a continuous presence, continuous presence. And in him, we are in front of God. Because as we were talking with, with the other group with the, with the, with the, with the, on the incarnation, that, that we are all, the whole humanity is in him, in front of the Lord. So this is the first one, to appear as, to show himself, and that's continuous. Okay, let's go to the second one, verse 26. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. What sentence is that? Here appear is, is in the meaning or specifically to bring to light, to show. He has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So here he's talking about the, the, the something that, that was done, right? He has, he has appeared in front of God at the time of, of his offering himself as a sacrifice, being the, being the priest and being the sacrifice at the, at the same time. So here he's, he's uh, bringing that or manifesting that with, with, with something that's very important here, which is what he's bearing what, as he appears in front of the father at that time, he's bearing our, or the sins of many. And we'll get to this also later on, right? So as representing the whole humanity, he, 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 he's appearing in front, or he has appeared once for all, at the end of the ages to put away the sins. He appeared because he, at that time, he was bearing the sins of, 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 of everyone and coming into the, into front, into, in front of the, of the fall. So here it says he has appeared as it's perfect, it's done. And then the last one, which is in verse 28. So Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time. And here appear, which is actually to see with the eyes. And this is in the future. This is, he's talking about what? What is he referring to in verse 28? The second coming. The second coming. So Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many will appear a second time, will come a second time. Everybody will see him through, through with the eyes the second time, but this time not to come with, to deal with the sin, but to come to do what? To give eternal life, right? But I thought in the second coming, it would be like the judgment, so. That's very good. It's right there, we're not, we're not, we're not saying two different things. To deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. So when he comes the second time, when he comes, when, we, when he will appear and will be seen by the eyes, he will be the salvation for, for whom? For everyone? 
No, for those who are, what does the verse say? Eagerly waiting for him. Eagerly waiting for him, exactly. What does that mean, eagerly waiting for him? Being referring to the people, yeah? Yes, exactly. Those who are accepted, and that's why, by the way, that, that was my second question. In, in the same verse, <clears throat> so Christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many, why didn't he say the sins of all? Have you noticed that? Many is not all, right? So did he come to bear the sins of all or to the sins of many? And why here he's saying many? Because there will be those who reject him. Yes. Yes. So yes, he came to bear the sins of, of everyone, but here specifically he's talking about that second coming, that he, at that time, those who he bear the sins, the sins of, but he didn't believe, it will not be any good to them. So he is saying, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, the many out of the all are these people who, who, what, who are eagerly waiting for him, right? And that, that, that answers the question for the, for the universal salvation also, right? So that, that, that mindset that you not know, all are saved regardless. That's, that's a very good point and very, very good theological point because the salvation is for all, yes, but he will, be, he, will, he will come appear again for as a salvation, as an eternal life for only those who are eagerly waiting for him, right? So although he came for, you know, the, 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 uh, the as we say in John 3.16, Lord uh, loved the whole world, right? But here he's saying, but he bare the sins of many, not for the whole world. Why? Because bearing the sins of the whole world and the, world, the whole world is not, is not accepting, not eagerly waiting, so it's not going to do you any good, right? This is very, very important point because, because it brings it all back again to what? To, to each one of us, are we eagerly waiting for him or not? So after, see where is he at with this? He, 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 he continue, continues to talk about Christ as the, as, the, as the high priest, as the Melchizedek, as the offering, as the better, as all those things. But at the end of the day, at the end of this chapter, he, he puts it where? He puts the choice into? into us, into, into our own choice, into the decision, right? And it's an amazing way to end this, all this debate and all this, this building the case of, of, of the high priest, because at the end of this, he goes, yes, he, will be, he, he is the high priest, he is the salvation, he is the better covenant, he is the better everything, but only for those who are what? Eagerly waiting for him. And not only waiting, <laughs> eagerly waiting for him. And, and I think that that puts puts a lot of lot of, 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 of responsibility to each one of us, right? So he will appear in front of the Father, and he will continue to appear in front of the Father as long as we are living in order to be always that intercessor for us. He appeared once and for all, bearing the sin in front of the Father, 
to offer himself and he will appear again as the second coming so people will see him but only those who are what eagerly waiting for him so as if it, as if he's saying at the end of this passage that you know what you have to make a choice you have to make that decision whether you are continue to worship only on earth and to have as St. Paul himself said you know you know when he talks about that that if we only have hope in Christ in this world we are the most miserable people right although we have hope in Christ but then he goes that we are most pitiful people we're most miserable why because all our worship is based on what what we're getting here. And it's, it's very, very important understanding of, of the relationship with, with, with Christ, right? Because we build that relationship only based on our needs here. I just want to have that relationship because I want a better life. I want to be blessed on earth. I want my, my, my life to go easy. I want a better job. I want a better relationship. I want all those things. So, St. Paul here is bringing down and said, like, like, no, that's, that's not what it is. The whole idea of the relationship with, with God is to do what? Is to be with him and to be lifted from the earth to the better sanctuary, which is what? In heaven. So if we are still living and, base, base and, and have the basis of that relationship only on earth, as he said earlier, we are the most Miserable, we are most pitiable. We're not getting anything out of this. And that's why he ends this, this passage with that with that strong way that you know what he will come, he will appear again as the eternal life, as the salvation, but only for those who are eagerly waiting for him. And I think that comes very, very relevant to, 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 to the season we're at right now, as you're waiting for Christmas, waiting for his coming. Right? Are we really eagerly waiting for him to come as the King of Peace, as the Messiah, as the one that will free us as we talk about, about the prophecy of Isaiah? Or again, no, it's just, just a season, just a season. I think it's time to, to, to really um, reevaluate our relationship again, uh, based on that, on that last verse. Again, I think it's very, very, very strong verse, very strong verse that he will appear again. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time. Not to deal with sin, we're done. We're not dealing with sin anymore. We're not dealing with, 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 with redemption anymore. This is all done. Now we're coming to what? To enjoy life, but only for what? To save those who are eagerly waiting for him. And he ends this passage and then moves on to something to another point what do you think of that i want to hear from you you know how practical is that and how what kind of impact that, that, that does that verse uh, has on us when we read it again uh, so christ having been offered once to bear the sins of many and again notice the sins of many not the sins of all will appear a second time not to deal with sin but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him i want to hear your thoughts about this verse Abuna, I had a quick question. Yes. When um, in verse 
26 when it says has appeared. Can you go over that again? Okay. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. So his appearance here, what he's talking about here, that he, when he offered himself on the cross, right? And he, he, he completed that work. Then he will still stand till the foundation of the earth uh, of the age as the one who offered himself as the priest and as the, the, the sacrifice at the, at the same time. So that, that work that he appeared once and for all will be at the end and, and the, the, at the end of the ages will be the way for us to enter into, into the heaven through that one-time offering that he did. So that's what he's talking about here, that the one-time offering that he offered himself, that will be, he has appeared once for all through that in order to open the door for us to enter into, into the Holy of Holies. Does it make sense? Yes, thank you, Abu. You're welcome. Any other thoughts about verse 28? It's mind-blowing. It's very insightful, like the intention, why I'm doing the things I'm doing. Like, am I trying to get close to God just for the comfort of this earth, or am I really looking into the future? I've never thought of it that way. Mm. That's very true. That's very true. Again, it brings the whole relationship from one level to another level, right? And that's all through his work, through his work. Not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for it. It's the same idea, the same idea of, 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 of revelation that you know that that the the as it says the 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 wedding or the marriage of the lamb, which we are waiting for as the bride and the bridegroom, we're waiting for that moment to come. But here he's saying that all this is through his work, he opened the door for us to 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 live that on earth now because. As we pray in the in the Lord's prayer, as it is on, on earth, it is in heaven also. So earth becomes heaven through His work. Also, at the end, when it says eagerly waiting for Him, I feel like that allows me to analyze the things that I'm doing, whether I'm actually doing it to wait for Him, mm. or if I'm just one of the many, mm. or one of the, the all. group that's not the many. Yes. Sure. That makes sense. All that are not included in them. Exactly, that are not included. It is. It's, it's very, very uh, convicting also. Because again, yes, we know that uh, uh, God loved the world and he offered himself. But then here he says, yes, yes, but be careful. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to be all. It's going to be the many. Or even the few. Because Christ himself, at one point, he said, you know, that many are being called, but few are being chosen, right? So it's, it's the same mindset. It's the same mindset that, that we can't just go along because we are part of, of the church. It, it, it comes to, 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 to that point of, are you eagerly waiting for him or not, right?
Anything I else? Think it's very Go ahead, Albert. Sorry. Uh, uh, no, um, I, think it, I think it's actually motivating, uh, Abuna. Like, it motivates me to, like, you know, pray more uh, and just try, you know, harder in my spiritual life. Uh, you know, because, you know, St. Paul doesn't just say, you know, waiting. He says eagerly waiting. Mm. You know, so, yes. Yes. That, you know, that takes it to another level. Definitely, definitely. Eagerly waiting. It, it's, it's an amazing phrase. Eagerly waiting. Just waiting for, in love, waiting for, anxious, waiting for, with, 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 with uh, excitement, right? And, 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 and again, if, if we are not, then we were not going to benefit from that perfect sacrifice, the better hope, right? So at the end of the day, it's saying, okay, you know what, here is, now you know that there is a perfect, there is a better sacrifice, better covenant, better high priest, better all those things. But at the end of the day, it's what? It's your choice. It all depends if you are eagerly waiting for anyone. And eagerly waiting, there's, there's a whole big thing, you know, that can go underneath that. Like, you know, how can we practically live that? How can we really cut the ties that are making us eagerly waiting for other things? What other things that are we, are, we are eagerly waiting for, right? It's, it's a whole new, new uh, conversation. How can we, we realize all those things and how can we can uh, expose them, as I always say, and, and not run away from them. I said, no, honestly, no, faithfully, I'm not eagerly waiting for him. I'm eagerly waiting for this, for this, for this, for this, for this. And then maybe you know, at the end, he's, he's somehow hidden in the midst of all those things. But here he's saying that in order to, to, to be one of the many out of the all that he bear the sin, your sin, and bring you to the Father, you have to be eagerly waiting for him. It's very strong, very, very strong. Hmm. Anything else on this before we move to the next chapter? Abuna, I was wondering about something. Like, we always hear that the, like, the church um, saints or, like, in sermons or something like that, when they talk about, like, the book of Revelation and they talk about the second coming, they talk about how difficult it will be. So do you think that maybe St. Paul also said, like, eagerly because at that point of time, the, like the people who are really devoted to Christ will be like worn out, like to the point that very exhausted to the point like, like halas, they just want to have the tribulation end. Mm -hmm. That definitely has that meaning also, yeah, yeah, Juliana, yes, because that, that, you know, again, eagerly that you are, you are uh, focused, you are uh, waiting, you, you, you're so much uh, on, on, on remaining, holding on to that. So definitely, at, at the end of the days, as the Lord himself said, that uh, things will not be uh, that easy, right? So, and, 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 and many will be uh, drifted from, from that, uh, from that uh, path into, into, into a different path. <laughs> so that's a very good point also that, you know, that eagerly waiting, meaning that you are steadfast in that, right? The, 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 the understanding of that, that it can be uh, 
it's also the meaning also is uh, is patiently waiting eagerly meaning patiently waiting so patiently meaning what we have patience we're, we're holding on right with the tribulation with the affliction with the being being you know pushed uh, aside and, and 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 all those things we're still patiently waiting i love this <laughs> Uh, this 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 translation patiently waiting and also looking for like we are we are eagerly we are looking for we're waiting for that okay. thank you for that Julian anything else in this passage So with, with that, before I move on to chapter 10, uh, just one thing that I want to, 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 to summarize and to summarize in this passage here, uh, that, that uh, he, he's, he's bringing, again, as, as we said, he's, he's taken that relationship into a different level, a level from being earthly, even our relationship with him, into everything that is in heaven, as he started chapter nine, that the... The, 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 the shadow of the things were a tent, was a tent on earth, but now the sanctuary is in heaven. He talks about that the Father is in heaven. He talks about the Savior is in heaven. He talks about the, you know, later on or in a different place, he goes and the, the citizenship is in heaven. The, the treasure is in heaven, right? And that's why when back again to the point of better hope, because we are hoping, uh, or it's a better hope in heaven. So the idea again, and this back again to, 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 to our faith, and, and, and as I always like to link it to, to orthodoxy, that this is the beauty of, of, of having and, and, and living that relationship using the mysteries, using the sacraments, using the church, using the liturgies to be moved, to be lifted into heaven, right? One, one of, the, of, the, of the simplest and beautiful examples is when we, when we pray in the liturgy, you know, in the anaphora, anaphora is actually lift lift up, right? So the whole idea of the liturgy is the lifting of the heart, lifting of our minds, right? Into, into heaven. And that's where, when, when, when the priest prays, like lift up your hearts or the, trans, the actual translation is where are your hearts? And we say, we have them with the Lord, right? So that, that mindset, we have to, 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 to work on that all the time because it's very, very easy to, to, to be pulled into a different direction. So instead of living in heaven, we are so much, you know what, uh, doing things here. Even our spiritual practice would be just something that we do here, very superficial, very, very uh, uh, surface level without going into the depth. And the more we go into the depth, the more we find ourselves be, be uh, elevated by the spirit and lifted up by the spirit that we can live, you know, uh, heaven and earth as we see so that, that that's a very important uh, understanding and, and a way to actually live that and to, to 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 enjoy and to exercise that especially again that's one of the reasons also for for uh for 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 fasting for example here we are in the nativity fast fasting is to cut off what can pull us to the earth and we are more free we are more lighter so we are living in heaven uh with whatever we, we can we can live uh, on and and and, and forget uh, what's what's pulling us down to the earth. Okay, should we move to chapter ten?
So after all this, after all this, right? Um, and, 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 and ending that, that passage that uh, we are waiting eagerly. Let's read from 10, uh, well, from one to 11 again and see, uh, or from one to 10 and see what's, what is he trying to, to say here. Chapter 10. For since the law has, has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities. It can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshipers having once been cleansed would no longer have any consciousness of sins. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came to the world, he said, sacrifices and offering you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. Let, let's just stand or stop at this point because that could be very uh, vague and very confusing text, right? So, um, for since we, for since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year make perfect those who draw near. Here he's just saying again that the same thing that he said before, that all those things are shadow of the things and and those things are never perfect. That, that's why they needed to be offered continuously every year. The sacrificial uh, system of the, of the, of the uh, Judaism is never uh, enough and never perfect. That's why they always had to repeat this to, to uh, continuous, continuously because it still, it was, not, it was not perfect. It did not do the job. Not only that, he talks also about something else, which is, uh, otherwise would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshipers having once been cleansed would no longer have any conscience of sin. So he's saying that even those who offer, they had to cleanse themselves. They have to clean themselves always before they, they offer. And even with that, that's still not enough. It's still not enough. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. So actually the sacrifice itself became what? Because it's not complete, it cannot do the job. The sacrifice itself becomes a reminder of, of sins, not a reminder of salvation, which is, which is a very, very actually uh, 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 um, odd way of, 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 of reality of the, of the sacrificial system. So here he's saying that the sacrifices, which were supposed to be uh, a reason for uh, atonement, it became a reason for what? To remind you always of what? Of the sins, because it's not taking care of the sin, right? How is this related sometimes to our own understanding of worship? Have you ever, have you ever, you know, had that feeling or that thought that, that you know, the relationship with Christ is actually more, uh, 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 it makes us feel more guilty than, than more free and more liberated. What do you think of that mindset? That the relationship or the, the worship is actually more of a load and more of a, 
of, of, of feeling of guilt more than feeling of joy. Well, how do we change that? Like, how do we change the, the guilt feeling of we're not worthy to come to the service and partake of the Eucharist into a reminder of salvation? That's a great point, Jesus. That's a great point. I think that whole chapter, that whole study is about that, right? It's about understanding again, you know, what brings us to the Lord, what makes us worthy, what makes us worthy to stand and pray, what makes us worthy to, to, to read the scripture, what makes us worthy to be in his presence during the liturgy, right? Because our understanding, and that's what he's saying exactly, that, that you know, the offering or the, offer, the offerers themselves needed to be cleansed because so they, 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 they have a, a pure conscience, which has never happened because they were depending on, on what? On the blood of what? As the text Say again. Yes. yes. The, 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 the blood of goats and bulls. Right? For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. And that's why he says, he says, that's why there is a different and there is a better, again, a better hope, a better way, a better, a better sacrifice. So our understanding, back to your question again, you said our understanding of, of the work of God and how we, we, that's why, again, look back again to in chapter four in the same, in the same scripture, in the same book when we were studying this, he goes what, let's, let's, uh, let's come closer with all boldness in, 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 in four verse 15 and 16, right? Let's, let's come closer with boldness to the throne of grace, to get mercy and grace in the time that's needed. So it's the understanding again of the work of the salvation that, that, that God offered to us through his son, right? And if, if, we, if, we, if, we, if we don't hold on to that, then we're always approach, instead of approaching with boldness, we approach with what? Guilt. With guilt and shame. Again, shame is good because shame will get us out of the shame. But if we are stuck at the guilt, Stuck at Lord, I don't know if I'm worthy or not. I don't know if I can come and pray to him or not. I might even stop praying and stop reading the Bible because I know that I am so much what? Worthless. So instead of that becoming a way for us to come in order to ask, as we were talking last time, you know, the, 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 the blood that will cleanse. No, we are so much still depending on our own self-righteousness. And that's what he's talking about here. That's why he's repeating that, that thought again, because it's very, very, very strong and very uh, 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 liberating thought that you know what, those things will never and will never did anything, never, never did any, 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 it was actually a way and a reminder of, of, of sin itself. It's exactly when each time I come to pray, I know what I, I, I yes, I remember my sins, but in a bad way. That's you know what, I don't even know if I'm worthy to stand here. And you know what, I'm not gonna even come closer to you anymore. 
since the worshiper having once been cleansed would no longer have any conscience of sins. No, he's, he's questioning this. But in this sacrifice, there is a reminder of sins every year, for it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to, to, to take away sins. It is impossible for them. On the other hand, it is 100% possible and 100% done that through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, we are sanctified. Right? Any, any questions about this passage? Abun, I had a question about guilt. Um, isn't it like one of the tactics that the devil uses after he makes you fall into the sin to make you then not come closer to God? So then, like you were saying, not feel like you're worthy to go to church or to pray or kedayani? Like, yes, yes. Okay. Again, it, it's good when it moves us towards God, right? That's why I said I said there's a difference between shame and guilt. Right. Okay? The, the, the shame that, okay, that shame will makes me actually, you know, moves me towards coming closer. Like, what, how could I do this, right? How could I stay in that position? How could I stay in such life? I shouldn't live such life. Right? But the guilt can be, can be, you know, very much paralyzing, very much not, not, not getting us anywhere, right? Yeah. Wanna... So yeah. I've, I've actually here sorry hi everyone i've been i've been cooking so forgive me when i've always understood it to be the opposite and and one thing i've i've often talked with with students and and clients and stuff about so i want to make sure i'm not mixing it up but i've always understood it to be shame is i am bad and guilt being i'm doing badly so whereas shame focuses on the 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 self and internal that I'm bad and I'm not worthy and I'm not doing well. Guilt focuses on the behavior itself and if the behavior is consistent with who we really wanna be. So I just wanna confirm the, the shame versus guilt or if it's the other way around. You, you are absolutely right, Habi. But, but the, the, way I'm, the, way I'm, I'm, the, the reason I'm saying this because, because it's, it's, I'm looking at it from, from the church practice itself. Because, say for example, uh, the, the 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 clearest example is going into confession, right? When I when I go to my father confession, I come with, I'm ashamed of what I'm doing, right? And 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 that shame, I have to go through it in order to get out of it, right? So I'm I'm. Um, exposing myself and exposing my sins in front of the in front of God, in front of the Father of Confession, in order to get rid of that shame, right? The guilt, as you said, it's it's that 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 behavior, as you're quite saying that exactly. But also the guilt might might, if if I don't use it in the right way, then it will become an obstacle between me and between coming closer to God because I always have that that feeling that I'm guilty, right? So it will be always an obstacle, something to draw me back, to take me away from, from moving or from being in his presence, right? So, so the shame is, yes, the shame is, is, is I did something bad, but so I always say that we have to go through the, and that's, that's the, 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 the father's sayings actually, that 
nothing will, I think it was, uh, it was uh, 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 John the Recluse, Saint John the Recluse, uh, a Russian, Russian saint of the 1800, said that you have to go through the shame in order to get out of the shame, right? But the guilt, yes, yes, it, it, it's something that's moving me. But a lot of times, as Juliana was saying, that the devil will use the guilt in order to what? Like, no, you are stuck in that guilt. And you're not, you don't believe that you are forgiven. And you don't believe that God actually is, is uh, able to purify you. And the blood of Christ will, will, will purify us from all sins. So you're stuck in that uh, uh, mindset of being guilty all the time. And you're never able to receive what he's offering us. Does that clarify it, Habib, or not? Sorry, I'm running back to the computer. Okay. Yeah, very much so. I think I think we're we're using the the opposite verbs, but we're we're very much, you know, saying saying the same thing that one keeps a cycle going, you know, that, that guilt that keeps a cycle going and keeps us stuck in it and the devil keeps us stuck in it. Whereas shame is something we go through in order to help ourselves get out of that. Right, right. It, it, does, this, that, does this make sense in, 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 in your world, in the, in the psychology world also? Is, is, is the, am, am I saying this in the right way or not? Well, you know, I'd, I'd say in the psychology world, that's all over, <laughs> you know, that's it's each one, each one is, you know, is, is an individual and is impacted differently. Um, I think I've just, I've always understood those terms to mean the opposite thing. So shame being, I am bad. Shame keeps us in the cycle that I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. And the devil keeps us perpetuated in that shame. Mm. I also think feeling shame in the same way we feel any emotion communicates something to us. It communicates that what I'm doing and who I want to be and who I want to follow are not in line. And because we're so shameful, we feel worthless that we are worthless. We become stuck in it. Mm -hmm. One thing that I enjoy about talking with, with students and stuff about guilt is that guilt is a, 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 toward a, a behavior. Mm. A behavior is outside of ourselves. It's not who we are, it's how we act. So if we can, can match how we want to act with who we want to be, we find that sense of, of authenticity. We find that normalcy in our life. We find that, that our relationship with God has grown. So I think, I think very much where, you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's just opposite, opposite wording, but I, it, you know, it's all the same. It's, mm. are we acting and responding in a way that is congruent with the relationship we want to have with God? Right. And if not, chances are we're either experiencing shame or call it guilt, whatever it is. Yes. And that guilt or shame, like all of our emotions are communicating something to us mm. that we're not living congruently. Right. with what we value and the compass that we really want to follow. Right, right. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, no, I that, took that, up a lot of voice time. Forgive no, me. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's good to, 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 to look at it from this perspective also. 
because that's that's again that's something that's very very important i think all of us are struggling with something like that you know whether we we we, uh, we are open about it or not but uh, you know all of us you know that that uh, both those two words or two verbs can 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 be a, a huge hindrance in in our relationship. And again, thank God, that's what I'm seeing. That's why I was using this particular example because thank thank God for for the church sacraments and and specifically the 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 the, the, the repentance and confession because you you come with that and. But that 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 is based very much again on on the faith that and that's back again to what what Yusuf was asking, which is do I really believe that the blood of Christ is enough and is able to to cleanse and to remove that guilt or shame or whatever that is or not, right? But uh, but it's it's uh, and I think you'll agree with me that that you'll have to 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 face it and to bring it into uh, into your face in a way that what this is this is why I'm feeling this way and this is what I have to 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 uh, 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 encounter and and look at it in a way that actually it is it is uh, something that needs to be to be dealt with instead of avoiding it because a lot of times why we don't move in our relationship with God because we're avoiding those two things right I don't want to feel the guilt and and I'm running away from the shame, so I'm not I'm not moving anywhere. I'm just pushing it aside. Or what makes it worse, I will do other things in order to cover that up, thinking that this would be enough, right? So okay, I'm I'm not ready to confess my sins. I'm not ready to actually face the reality that I am struggling with X thing in my life, right? So I start to do other things in order to okay, you know, this will 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 make it up, kind of kind of things. Like it's, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, I cannot, I cannot really uh, dig into that hole, but I will do other things in order to, 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 to make me feel better about it. And I will totally forget the other thing, right? While it's still there. And as long as it's still there, it's always never being treated, right? That, no more freely to live more freely. Exactly. The same idea again, Habib. Since you're with us, you know, the same idea of, of 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 cutting our you know person that's cutting himself or herself to avoid some other emotional pain, right? Say that again, Abona. The same idea of a person who's struggling with some with some emotional or mental you know uh, uh, pressure and then starts cuts herself or himself to. To, to, to deal with the physical pain more than dealing with the with the mental or the emotional pain, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I remember reading a quote once that said something, we spent so much time escaping disappointment that we live disappointed. Mm. Mm. And I remember it was our very first trip to Tanzania and sitting down with Abuna Alesha. And mm. one of the things he talked with us about is how, you know, our relationship with, with God is, mm. is like a fire, it's warmth. It's a warmth that you know we we really don't find anywhere else, and and something that you know that often happens is when when we lose that warmth or we lose our relationship with him, we start to find warmth in any other places. Right. And from a psychological perspective, that comes in many forms. That comes in drugs and alcohol and sex and gambling and porn and various addictions. Right? We find some kind of warmth that gives us some sort of temporary relief, but doesn't really give us the full fullness 
yeah. that that same warmth that we have in our relationship with him. Right. And that, yeah, that's absolutely a bummer. That's exactly what St. Paul is trying. Again, that's why, again, as I said early on, you know, it sounds like it's repetition, but it's not repetition because he's actually trying to prove and trying to make that point very, very, very clear that, that you cannot avoid this, that nothing else will bring that. And absolutely, it's the only blood of Christ that will offer that, that purification, right? And that's why here he goes on, you know, with, with the next passage here, I don't want to get into it because that's a totally different thing because of the time. But again, he's, he's, he's citing Psalm 40, uh, which is uh, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. So here he's, he's saying this like on the, on, the, on the mouth or on behalf of, of Christ as a, as a, as a uh, prophecy that, uh, that he has prepared the body of Christ in order to replace all those offering and sacrifices that were doing nothing. And as if that is the only way to, to go again and to avoid and to actually not avoid, to overcome the shame and the guilt and being unworthy is through the body of Christ himself. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have not taken pleasure. Then I said, behold, I've come to you, your will of God as it is written, in the score of the book. And we'll talk about this more next time because here he, he brings it to a different level from, from, from the worship of, of things on an earthly level into moving into the will of God, which is what, according to this, the will of God here is, is our holiness, right? Look at verse 10 one more time. You know, let's read. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Here's, your, here's the answer to the question again, Yusuf. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And it's, it's very, very, very practical and very, you know, answer for many questions and answer for many uh, dilemmas that we, we go back and forth in our relationship with Christ. How can we be sanctified? Would I ever be uh, worthy of anything? Would God will ever accept me? And you know, how can I really continue that relationship and know that I am accepted, I'm forgiven? It's right there, it's right there. He said that, that he prepared for himself a body for the will of God, which is what? To be sanctified. So as he says in a very, very simple way at the end, by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So, so each time we come to the Eucharist, let's, let's keep this in mind again, that, that through this, through participating, through united with him, through his body, we are in his will. And that will is basically what being sanctified. And there is no other way. There is no other way than that. It's, it's, it's a very, very, you know, I don't want to get into, but, but next time, because the, 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 previ or the previous verse, which is verse five and six from Psalm 40, actually it's beautiful the way uh, 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 the translation is. Here is saying, I'm just going to give you a hint and then we'll leave this to, to talk about it more next time. Uh, sacrifices and offerings have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. If, if you look at the actual translation, 
of, of the Psalm, Psalm 40, it, it reads in a different way. But it's actually not a different way because they're both, they're both together. Psalm 40, verse 6 talks about uh, the actual meaning is, uh, uh, let me bring it up here one more time, sorry. But, uh, but something I want to bring up because it's, it's, it's very important to see where is, you know, the, the, there's a difference in the translation, but it actually uh, ends up that they're all the same. The meaning is the same. Psalm 40 reads like this. In sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Which is totally different, right? The text here says what? But you have prepared a, a body. The actual translation, my ears you have opened. Actually, the actual word you've, you, 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 you dug for me an ear. You excavated an ear for me. The ear meaning what? The ear is what? Where you hear, right? So by that, he's saying that you are giving me an ear. You open my, my ears to, 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 to obey your will. And that will is what? That God become a man. And that's exactly what, what Paul talks about in Philippians 2, that, that, uh, uh, that uh, this is the mind of Christ, that he obeyed and took the shape of a servant. And the, so as he's saying that taking that body is through the obedience. And also for us to be sanctified by the same body, it cannot be done without what? Being also obedient, right? So here back again to what I, what I ended up chapter nine, which is at the end of the day, it is our decision, it's our decision, whether I wanna obey to live everything with him as and bring that relationship up to the level of being in heaven or to stay at the, at the earthly level of, of even of our spiritual relationship, but on a very, very earthly superficial uh, surface level with him. Questions? I know there's a lot. The text is very, 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 very rich and, and a lot of things to, to think about and to pray about. But I think it's, it's, it's definitely, uh, and honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this, that it brings, that brings, brings us to a different level of understanding that relationship with him, right? It's not just things to do. It's not just uh, things to, uh, to make us feel good. No, it, it's, it's something, it puts us again in front of the Father through the Son. And we have to have that mindset in everything that we do. So whatever we practice, whatever we do, we have to know that we are through this, the whole idea, again, that's exactly the reason of the incarnation, that God became a man in order for man to become God in eternity, in peace, in, in, in joy, in, in being in his likeness. That, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole idea of salvation. Okay, I think we should stop at this point. Uh, we'll continue chapter 10. Chapter 10 is long chapter, so we'll probably take it again, uh, you know, um, passage by passage, because there is, lo there is lots of, 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 of teaching in there and move on with that. If one, you know, if one thing that, that we can probably 
uh, stop at and look at this this time uh, or this week, which would be again the idea of of what he's talking about. Or two things. Number one is the end of chapter nine, which is are we really eagerly waiting for him or not? Right. Uh, that 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 he is bearing the sin for not for all but for many who are waiting eagerly for him. So this is one thing. The end of chapter of chapter nine. Uh, let me bring it here again. Uh, and the other thing is in chapter ten here, which is understanding chapter ten verse ten. Uh, that and by that will. We have been sanctified. So his will is our sanctification. By that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. I really wish and hope and pray that every time we are coming closer to partake from the Eucharist, that we have that mindset. That this is what we are getting and this is why we are approaching in order to be in his will and there is no other way to be sanctified other than that. And that, that itself is how we are prepared for that. That mindset, that, that's what makes us prepared and, 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 and able to partake with that mindset that nothing else other than his body will make us worthy to be uh, sanctified as that is his will. Okay. Questions or comments? All right, I'll take this as a no. I hope I didn't lose everybody. I think uh, you either slept or thinking. I hope that you're thinking. Okay, let's pray. In the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you, Lord, for always, Lord, revealing to us, Lord, the, the mystery of your salvation, Lord, that, that's beyond our understanding, beyond what we can, we can, uh, uh, apprehend, Lord, that, that you're always, always, Lord, there for us, that you're always nothing else other than your body, Lord, that this is your will, Lord, that we, we are sanctified through you, Lord, nothing else, Lord. I pray that you you allow us, Lord, to uh, take that relationship with you, Lord, to a different level, Lord, the level of, uh, of living in heaven while still on earth here, as you taught us, Lord, that we, we can really uh, be connected and be united with you, Lord, and uh, and, and, and know that there is no other way, Lord, and nothing will, will, will separate us, Lord, from your love and from, from your presence that uh, other than your will of, of our sanctification, Lord. Give us that willingness, Lord, to, uh, to, to, to be eagerly waiting for you, Lord, and waiting for your uh, coming and waiting for your daily coming into our hearts, Lord, not just waiting for the second coming, but every day will be second coming, Lord, as you come and dwell in our hearts our thoughts, our minds, our lives. Hear our prayers, Lord. The prayers of all your saints, Lord. In your name, hear us, Monsieur, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as to Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses. Forgive those who trespasses. Lead us at temptation, but deliver us. Find the kingdom, power, the glory, now and forever to ages, all ages. Amen. Love of God, the Father, grace is only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit with you. Go in peace. Peace be with you all. Have a good night and see you all next time. Thank you. 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 Thank you.